Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Ballhawks podcast. Uh, we are on episode number 26, and I am your host, as always, Steve Fisher. You can find me on Twitter at SSFisher87. And I just realized as I hit record, I did not come up with a witty nickname for Chris. So off the top of my head, my co-host is Christopher Luigi Phillips. Super Mario? Oh, you're going down a tunnel. What's happening today? I've been playing a little bit of Super Mario with with the kids on our Switch. I've got the Nintendo Online subscription, so I can access the old NES games. And I bought the the wireless switch uh nes controller so they're 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 doing it right they're getting the gamer's thumb i don't know i, if I remember i don't know if you've been to uh copper brewing here in town but they have booths set up and they actually oh. have the old nintendos like nes with all of the games preloaded onto there the kids lose their minds when they go they're like oh it's the nintendo place and they're trying to play like Pac-Man the last time we went and they don't know where they're going and I'm controlling it half the time. Like do that classic dad trick. I don't know if you've been I, there. I, I, uh, I, I remember Alyssa, uh, your wife posting something. I think it was on like Instagram. I want to say, and it was like, you had like, just like total game face on <laughs> as you were playing whatever <laughs> game it was that you were playing. And, um, it, it's really fun playing, uh, uh, super mario with with the kids on the switch because like olivia's almost seven carter's almost four and like just like teaching them how to play and like watching them play and like they're doing all the things that i used to do when i was like five or six when we first got our nintendo and like yeah. you know the olivia jump and she's like lifting the <laughs> lifting the, the controller and like yeah or like you know it's like okay like before you like hit that big hole like you got to press the jump button they just run run right into the hole it's just like it's like I now understand what my dad went through trying to teach us how to play Nintendo. Okay, um, here, here's a real test question for you. Before we get talking about football, here's a here's a real life question: Do you let your kids win on those games if they're playing against you? Yes or no? Hell no. Good for you. This is hell this no. is why we're good podcasting partners right here. So you um, gotta earn your we, stripes. Yeah, a little bit uh, you know behind the fourth wall here. We play um, card games with Olivia every night before bed. Nice. Um, Nadine plays more than I do. Um, when I get when I get home from work, the last thing I feel like doing is sitting at the table and playing card games. I'm like, can I just like sit here and not talk to anybody for like <laughs> five minutes, please? Um, so, anyways, the the nights that we do play, we play like you know, we play War, which is 
a game of luck, but like we'll play Go Fish. We'll play crazy. Uh, recently, we've been playing Crazy Eights. Um, we played a lot of Guess Who when we were camping as well. Um, and no, I don't let her win. I try to be like, I'm not just like, like there are things that I say to her where I'll be like, Hey, Olivia, like, you know, you went out of turn and told everyone what, what your card was. I purposely didn't ask you for that card after the fact, because, you know, I, I wanted to have this discussion afterwards. I knew it would, if I had asked for the card after she had told me she had it, just, it would cause a fight. So we had the discussion afterwards. <laughs> and I said, if you do that again, gloves are off. <laughs> I'm asking you for that card. Like you have to learn, but I'm giving you a freebie this time. But yeah, no, I don't let my kids win. Absolutely not. That's good. It, I, f- I feel like there's a good balance there between like there's coachable moments, but there's also like, Hey, guess what? The world isn't fair. So if you tell everybody your cards, like be prepared to get taken advantage of. So yeah, it, it's, you know, same as like when I play soccer with the kids in the yard, we've got like, we bought a little soccer net to, you know, just one of those pop-up nets or whatever. I don't let my kids score every time. Not every time. Like, no, no like, Yes. Do I let my kids score? Yes. But I'm going to make them shoot at me probably 10 times before I let the 11th one in. Yeah. And I mean, luckily, they think it's very funny uh, when dad doesn't <laughs> let them score. Um, but yeah, it just I don't know. There's there's valuable life lessons to be learned um, from not winning all the time. I think I've actually given Nadine crap before being like, don't let her win. And like. <laughs> And and here's the thing is that maybe it should Olivia, have been ruthless. Chris Phillips is your nickname. Yeah, oh today. <laughs> yeah, no, I am I am like, yeah. Don't expect me to let let you win because I I won't. Um, and it's like Olivia's gotten really good at playing cards. Olivia's really good at go fish now. She's really good at paying attention. Like if I ask Nadine for something and Nadine doesn't have it, but Olivia does, she's really good at being like, Hey daddy, do you have, and I'm like, God damn it. Like I asked her. (laughs) So she's gotten really good at cards. She's um, really, really good at crazy eights. You're almost Uh, at the cheating parent stage where you're like hiding cards up your sleeves because your kids beat you so many times that you're like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Like we're going the other way here. Don't say that too loud. They might hear. They might hear you. <laughs> they can sense the cheating coming through the walls. Yeah, but I guess uh, really quick before we get in, into uh, football talk, um, of course you guys can find me on Twitter as well at Phillips Chris Twelve. Uh, follow the podcast account at Ballhawks underscore Pod, uh, and please go uh, subscribe to the podcast over you know wherever you listen to. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating, review, um, and uh, yeah, happy to uh to be back yet again and let you guys all know that uh you know chris does not let his kids win we got so philosophical there early on about not letting your kids win uh yeah beat them into submission look they they can't just get they can't go through life thinking that you know they're just gonna win at everything right you you do learn a lot from losing so glad Mm -hmm. i'm not the only parent that uh does not let my kids win all the time um if we're getting into a little football talk here, um, a few things around the NFL. I wouldn't say it was overly eventful in terms of news. Obviously, we had preseason week two games. I think you start to see, you know, in this reduced preseason, I think you're starting to see a little more of the starters this week. 
so that, you know, still limits the injuries, but it gets them those reps to get ready and firing for week one. The first thing I was going to chat with you about, uh, I, I saw this. My question is, why is Matt Nagy so dumb? And this, like, that's literally what I have written down on the paper. Well, like we were talking about some items to talk about. And um, I think there was some headline about, you know, after preseason game two, Andy Dalton is still our starter going into week one. This was something you said that would not happen. They trade up to get Justin Fields. Justin Fields should be starting week one. So I'll let you have the floor on this one to start. Why is Matt Nagy so dumb, Chris? It's like, it is mind boggling that Nagy hasn't seen it yet. And like Andy Dalton, like Andy Dalton is just, he's not, he's not the starting quarterback. Justin Fields is playing head and shoulders above Andy Dalton. Like, it's not just like a, you know, do this because the fans want it, which man, the fans really, really want it. The fans um, really want it. Did you like the Bears booed Andy Dalton off the field? Um, oh, I didn't see that the, part. Yeah, so um, so the the Bears are playing the Bills in the preseason game this week, and of course, Mitch Trubisky is on the Bills now. <laughs> and, and did he have a game too? Oh, he lit he them up. Flying. Like had an absolute game. So then when Andy Dalton got, you know, taken out of the game to let Justin Fields in, they were booing Dalton off the field. Um, <laughs> but like as bad as Matt Nagy is, like so uh, a couple days ago, Andy Dalton was quoted saying, Justin is going to have a great career, but right now it's my time. Like Ooh. how blind oh. and that's probably why he ended up getting booed too, right? It's like <laughs> how blind and oblivious can you be to the situation? Like that's not like, I don't know. Like you can see that in, in a different manner. I feel like choose Justin's your words have carefully. A great career. Yeah. Yeah. Justin's going to have a great career. Um, you know, whenever that time may come, you don't or have to say you, right you now, don't even it's have my to time play that. Like, like Justin is a good quarterback, but like, you don't have to play that card. You could have just said, look, if coach asks me to be the starter, I will be ready week one. If coach asks Justin to be the starter week one, I have full confidence that Justin will be ready to start week one. Like he's almost setting up this divide between the two of them to have a little bit of quarterback controversy. And like totally Dalton was never a star in Cincinnati. Like I watched him the whole career being in the AFC North. I watched him. He was a starter. He was a probably like at his peak above average. I want to say he might've even made a pro bowl. I don't think he was ever a pro bowl talent later in his career right now. I think he's going to be that journeyman backup for the rest of his career, which is exactly what he should be. He can be a starter on a team that does not have a quarterback, but now that you have fields, what are, like what are you doing, Matt Nagy? Yeah, and, and to, like it's not your like, time. Do the I don't know. Does somebody need to uh, get the Los Angeles Chargers doctors into Chicago and get uh, you know get the same guy that punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung last year to you know do something similar to Andy Dalton? I'm not wishing <laughs> ill will on Andy Dalton. Full disclosure, but like. I mean, that, that, that's a perfect example, right? Last year, Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. Nope, Tyrod's our guy. Tyrod's our guy. Tyrod's our guy. Next thing you know, like, 
what was it, right before week one, uh, the team doctor punctures Tyrod Taylor's lung. So he's out <laughs> for like a month, um, allowing Justin, Justin Herbert to start, which was the best possible outcome that could have happened for the Chargers. Like, Justin Herbert won offensive player or offensive rookie of the year. Like he and is looking like, you know, the, you know, next big thing at quarterback. Like that might be a little bit too early, might be a little bit hyperbole, but um, you know, he had a great rookie season and, and, you know, everything's looking up for Justin Herbert. I don't Um, understand these coaches. Like you were saying, you don't know what you have in your quarterbacks yet. Like, as an owner, as a GM, that would be a red flag to say, we need to get a new coach in then. Like, if you yeah. haven't seen, you've studied, it's, even if it's a rookie, you have studied their college tape, you've had them in for rookie mini camps. maybe not last year because of the pandemic, I could kind of see some uncertainty with that. You don't have to anoint a starter. I've never understood, first of all, coaches that like make it their job to anoint that week one starter weeks and weeks before. Just be like, we're going to have competition and we're going to start the best player to win us a football game. Um, But how do you not know in a full training camp what you have in these guys? Like there is a decade worth of film on Andy Dalton. You know what you had in him when you brought him in to your organization. You knew what you had in Justin Fields when you brought him in and traded up to go get him. And now that like... especially like someone like the chargers where it's like, Oh, Tyrod's our guy. Herbert comes in and just lights the league up. He he was phenomenal. How did you not know you had that? Like, did he just all of a sudden he was like horrible in practice. And you're like, Oh, I guess we got to start Justin Herbert. And he just like lights (laughs) the league up and you're like, Oh, well, I guess now we know what we had in him. Like it just is mind boggling to me. And it's it's not like Justin Fields was in, I'm just looking at Herbert as well. Justin Herbert was the sixth overall draft pick. Right. You don't draft, like, you know what you're drafting when you draft a guy sixth overall. Justin Fields, I think, was the 11th overall draft pick. You know what you're drafting when you're drafting a guy 11th overall. It's not like he was some third-round quarterback, which, um, you know, Russell Wilson was a third-round quarterback, and he won the starting job. He was given an opportunity to win the starting job, but, like, it's not like Justin Fields is some third-round draft pick where you're like, ah, like we don't really know what we're getting or like this guy might be a bit of a project or he needs some time or, or whatever it may be. You don't draft a quarterback in the first round to let him sit on the bench and give him time. I, I, I believe I said it um, after he was drafted that if he is not named the starter for week one, that Matt Nagy should be fired right. before the season even starts. And I still stand by that because I still think he gives the Chicago bears the best opportunity. I mean, you're talking about bringing in Andy Dalton and knowing what you have in Andy Dalton. Um, when you signed him, I mean, was Andy Dalton really that much of an upgrade over someone like big Dick Nick yeah. who you already have in the yeah. system. And now you have, Dalton Fields and Nick Folds, Nick Folds, excuse me. Um, like, I, I don't see Andy Dalton as that much of an upgrade over the guy that you already had. Um, so why bring him in and say like, oh yeah, this guy's one hundred percent going to be our week one starter when you have somebody on the team that that gives you a better opportunity um, to win and just and and create offense. Yeah. So. I'll give you I'll give you two things, then we'll move on to the next one. Um, 
I think bringing Andy Dalton in when they did, they didn't know that they'd be able to trade up to get Justin Fields. So I can see bringing Andy Dalton in. What I don't see is, you know, giving him this like badge right away and saying, Andy is our guy moving forward. You don't guess what? You never have to say who your starting quarterback is. You li- like you don't have to submit a lineup sheet to anyone. You don't have to answer questions. Bill Belichick has made memes out of not answering questions from the media because guess what? It tips your hand off, first of all. Uh, second, you don't need to have that publicity in your in your locker room in the city with a city that's literally starving uh, for that iconic franchise quarterback. So I, that's absolutely wild to me that you need to do something like that. Um, yeah, Matt Nagy's dumb. I agree with you. You did say it, by the way. You did say Matt Nagy should be fired week one. I just think he's that clueless as a coach that, you know, he he's probably going to start Andy Dalton week one. And, and I have been seeing it all over Twitter as well that, like, is there anybody's seat who is hotter right now than Matt Nagy? It like, should be. He, yeah, absolutely. He's on the absolute hot seat right now. And you would think that he should, again, play a guy like playing Andy Dalton is not going to save your job. No. Playing Justin Fields may not save your job either, but I think it's going to give you a better chance. Yeah, there's 0% chance starting Andy Dalton is going to save your job. There's a glimmer of hope if just like you could link your career or your continuation on with the Bears to Justin Fields if he becomes, you know, the next Herbert or something. And I kind of wonder if some of these coaches, coaches, GMs, we, we, we've talked about this in the past where like Brady going to a new team and bringing them a Super Bowl right away has kind of messed some of these other teams up into thinking like maybe we could start this like aging quarterback to like win us something out of nowhere. I wonder if Andy Reed, you know, having moved up, traded up to go get Mahomes and then didn't start him. And then Mahomes becomes like the poster boy of the NFL. If other teams are looking at that saying like, wow, Andy's onto something like maybe we should go get our guy and let's groom him for a year because that's happened so many times in the past. We'll also succeed with that. Oh, wait, it hasn't that many times. Yeah. And I guess the, the chiefs are, you know, I would say the exception to the rule where they did take that first round quarterback and they did give him a year to groom. And, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this because I've, I've never been his biggest fan, but you know, Alex Smith was probably the best guy to learn behind for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. And I don't think, I don't think Mahomes did, you know, much in the preseason that year. He didn't have a, you know, very good training. Like, I don't think he was necessarily ready. I would have to go back and, and watch tape and, and see what was actually, you know, happening in that year. But I don't think he actually necessarily was ready. Whereas Justin Fields look, looks ready to go in my opinion, yeah. but I don't yeah. know. There, yeah. We could, we could go on and on about, about that. And about we're not Red even Bear, bears fans. So any bears fans <laughs> that are listening, I, uh, I feel for you guys. Yeah. Best, best of luck with Matt Nagy. Hopefully he goes, uh, to give you a chance, um, let let's stick with, I guess the Bengal connection. Our our buddy Liam's going to be choked with this one, but I don't know if you saw any highlights from 
rookie Jamar Chase, but he had three targets and three drops in the preseason. Is that concerning to you? Like, give me one to ten. One being I don't, it's a nothing, or ten being like hit the panic button. <laughs> a three? Okay. <laughs> to, to go along with the three drops, like I just I don't know, like it's it's not. Like I, I saw a couple of people uh, talking about it on Twitter and, you know, making a big deal of it. I think people were making a bigger deal out of it than what it actually is. I mean, receivers drop balls. It happens. I mean, DK Metcalf, um, you know, that that's probably the one thing that people, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, DK Metcalf is so good and so good. But then you still have those de- de- uh, detractors that are like, well, he has a lot of drops, right? So, like, you're going to get that no matter what. Like, no matter how good you are, you're still going to drop the ball. And no matter how good you are, people are going to say you're not good enough because you dropped the ball. Um, but did you see? I'm not, did you see any of them? No, I didn't. I didn't okay. see any of them. They don't seem like they're like even one was basically a ball just coming over the middle, and he kind of puts his hand out, and it's like he gets like a little gun shy in preseason, and it was like me, don't think I'm going to go for that today. I just think like when you draft a guy that high and and you're willing to start him. So clearly he either hasn't shown you or he needs preseason reps or you feel a need to start a rookie. You passed on like a solid left tackle to get this guy. This was the guy. Is there too much pressure for him? Like, I, I just wonder if maybe like there's so much pressure that like, you know, he's the laughing stock because the, the Bengals didn't pick up the tackle or the help that they need to protect Burrow because they went and got Burrow's guy. Like, is is it too much pressure building up on Jamar Chase's shoulders? Absolutely. And I mean, there's there's always going to be um, that comparison, right? For probably his entire career, right. you know, regardless of how well he performs, everyone's going to say, well, they didn't take Penny Sewell. Right. Um you know, it's like, well, Jamar Chase is good, but they didn't take Penny Sewell. They didn't protect Joe Burrow. And, and I mean, we also have to remember Jamar Chase didn't play football last year. Well, that's the other thing I was going to bring up. Like, is this, are we seeing some big rust? Are we seeing like a drop off, a leveling out? It could be rust. It could be like, you know, you, you said about the, the one going over the middle where he kind of got a hand on it, but like, he didn't really look like he wanted to commit to the catch. That, that is something that could be, be you know that that's um he doesn't have that what are the what are the words i'm looking for he doesn't have that experience he doesn't have that 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 you know people talk about game shape yeah Yeah. guy's in shape but like is he in game shape and that's one of those like i guess game shape scenarios where it's like you know he's not used to going over the middle and catching a ball and getting hit he's you know working out, catching balls uncontested, going yeah. one-on-one against DBs, not, you know, 11-on-11. So that I think that's a big part of it, too, is that he's just – he's a little bit rusty from taking a year off. He's, he's not necessarily in, um, you know, game shape or, or game uh, mentality. Yeah. Um, right? You know, I'm sure there's there's a bit of a, a mental thing there as well. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I, I don't – I don't think it's a big deal, um, but he will for it, him and the Bengals for as long as he's there. Or there's always going going to be those comparisons and totally. second guessing 
uh, and question marks of, you know, did they make the right choice by getting Joe Burrow, his receiver, or should they have protected Joe's blind side? Cause that's, that's the other thing is that, you know, there, there's been question marks about uh, Joe Burrow and his mm-hmm. comfortability right. in the pocket and stepping up to make the throws that he needs to make and things like that, which I know you're a guy that's come off a major knee injury. And, and I mean, you even still go through that now. Like I've been, you know, bugging you for the last two years to come out and play <laughs> soccer with me. And you're like, I don't know, like it's indoor and that turf is really sticky. And like, I don't want to play soccer on turf because like yeah. my knee and blah, blah, right. So it's like, there's, there's that aspect as well. It's almost like the perfect storm they have going on there, right? Like, and you're a hundred percent right. I have not talked to a single person that I know who has had like, you know, an ACL at least. So an ACL with nothing else, let alone like an ACL, MCL, whatever else Burrow had, um, that did not have the yips in some way. Like I, I vividly remember in my rehab process, like I flew through my rehab. I, I still don't know how I did it. Um, five months and three days and I was back playing full hockey. Like it was just, it was kind of like one of the, I'm not an elite athlete, like, you know, Joe Burrow or anything like that. I'm not getting myself into NFL game ready, but I vividly remember late in my rehab process when my physiotherapist said, I want you to stand on the bench. You know, the bench is like maybe 18 inches tall. And I just want you to walk off with your left foot and land on your left foot. And I went to go do it. And I literally stopped myself. And I was like, I can't. He's like, yes, you can. Your knee's strong enough. Just walk off the bench. And I was like, no, no. Like there, until you felt that mental block where it's like, there's just something that the wires don't connect that your body can produce like it should. And yeah, I, that perfect storm of Burrow's not being protected by the guy that they could have had. The guy that they did choose is now showing signs of rust. Burrow's not even back yet. Like, I mean, as a Ravens fan, I can only hope this spirals completely out of control. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely we'll have to to wait and see on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've i never come back from a major injury. Like, I, I've never come back from like a, you know, torn ligament or uh i mean hell i've never even broken a bone um i have surprisingly never like separate or never like really like torn my shoulder up or anything like that which i don't know how i've been so lucky playing (laughs) such a physical game like lacrosse for the last 30 years and i mean the the most serious injury i've had is um you know, stitches and uh, I got staples one time, but like the most serious injury uh, injuries I've had have been cuts. sprains, cuts. Um, I, I sprained my AC joint a couple of years ago. That one sucked. Um, and concussions, which I don't know why I'd say concussions last. Cause that's probably the most major of, of yeah. the bunch, but um, coming back from a concussion, like I've had some pretty bad ones. Um, and I know a couple of years ago, um, like I, I got knocked, knocked out a couple years ago and I probably could have come back within a week of that one. Like I, you know, if I had gone to the doctor and talked to the doctor and done all that, like the doctor probably could have cleared me a week after that, you know, getting knocked out mentally. I was like, no, I'm, I'm done with lacrosse for this year. Um, And even probably the next year, I was like a little more cautious for the first few games. Right. So it's just, it's one of those things that there, there is that, that mental, block that you have to get over um you know take that 
that first hit or, uh, you know, with, with a knee, like, you know, take that first hit or, you know, maybe take that, that step that isn't a perfect step is <laughs> a little awkward of a step and you're like, oh, wait, yeah, no, this does feel okay, right? So. Right. It was like when Alex Smith was coming back, I was watching him uh, talk to the Crimson Tide about his injury and his, his story and stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know what? He's like, I was I was terrified. And you, you get that first hit and you realize, hey, your body's ready for this. Like you are ready to yeah. go. Um, Did you see that Alex Smith E60? Yeah, documentary? I, I have it saved. It's so, so good. So do I. So, so good. good. You guys have a chance to watch that. I'm sure any football fan that's listening to this has definitely seen that. Uh, the last one really quick. This is kind of a funny one, but sticking with the AFC North. Uh, the New York Fighting Giants, not the New York Football Giants. Uh, I'm guessing you saw... So they were having some some practices with the Browns, and Troy Hill, cornerback of the Browns, is squaring up like full tilt versus Sterling Shepard, wide receiver. And all I could think... Yeah, they've got those pictures and there's I think there was like two Browns guys that were kind of in in that one picture that was circulating on Twitter and the guy's face is all like what are you doing and all I could think of was he was probably thinking oh man Joe Judge is gonna make us run sprints again I, I am not doing sprints because it was at the end of a practice right and he's like I am not doing sprints the fact that these guys like fully squared up yeah come on I Come couldn't believe, on. like, like I understand things happen in the heat of the moment. Like um, Antonio Brown, um, I can't remember who they were. Were they doing practices with the Titans? I think. Yeah, I and, think it was the uh, Titans. Yeah, and actually, I know it was the Titans because yeah. uh, our you know friend of the show Christian uh, texted me earlier um, that after those uh, joint practices with the Buccaneers, that head coach Mike Vrabel has tested positive for COVID. All right. Um, but like Antonio Brown got into a fight in practice um, and, you know, landed uh, a bit of a haymaker on a guy, ripped his helmet off, punched him in the face, which which was pretty funny because Bruce Arians after the fact was like, I don't know, like I didn't see any punches thrown or, or whatever. There's a clear photo of Antonio Brown landing a, a right hook. Um, Did you hear his these explanation? Guys, yeah, was, like, his I mean, explanation Shepard doesn't was... even have his uh, shoulder pads on. No. Hills still has is they have no helmets on it's no. like it's like a classic like hockey fight where these guys are yes yeah, squaring up and they're getting after it yeah and then there's the two teammates standing in the background being like oh yeah like nobody's even trying to break it up like no. there's no like rushing like yeah i i don't i didn't understand that one i i've never i don't think in all the years that i've been following the nfl i don't think i've ever seen a training camp fight quite like that like that it was so scripted and or sorry, like, yeah, like, I should say seemingly scripted and like really thought out, like almost like a spectacle about it. And then like, like you said, nobody jumped in to be like, boys, like literally boys grow up. Yeah, it was like, let's go. It was like, yeah, like we are throwing down and we don't care. Like, <laughs> let's get after it and let's throw some punches at each other's yeah. heads. Wild. Um, okay, let's move on to some fun football talk. Um, no more about fighting. Uh, obviously, we had we had week two games going on. I don't know if you watched the Seahawks play, but uh, I'm sure you saw some clips and 
kind of what was going on, people that stood out for you. Let, let's start with the, I know last week we started with the negatives. Let's start with the positives. What were some of the good things we saw from the Seahawks preseason uh, week two? Who'd they play? Where do I start? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Seahawks played uh, the Broncos uh, yesterday, last night. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you were talking about like, oh, like preseason week two, like maybe see some of the starters and no injuries and blah, 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 blah. Didn't see any starters. Saw a couple starters. Again, the Seahawks had, uh, Jordan Brooks playing on defense. Um, they had, uh, Cody Barton who might be a starter this year. Um, you know, with KJ Wright not being there. Um, they had Akello Witherspoon, uh, in as well, which, a lot of people are saying he's not had a good preseason, which according to PFF, he's actually not had a good preseason either. I thought he's looked okay, but um, I'm also just watching the game and I'm not watching the, you know, all 11 film. Um, Daryl Taylor looked really good, really, really fast. Like, holy crap, that guy came flying in off the edge multiple times. Uh, he's got a little bit of work to do, like just in regards to, uh, turning his hips and actually getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a couple times he came just flying off the line uh, and blew right past the quarterback. So he's got, like I said, a little bit of work with, to do with those hips just to get turned and get, you know, get that sack. Um, Cause there was definitely, uh, you know, a, a few opportunities to get in there. Jordan Brooks looked just phenomenal nice. again. Um, he had, uh, you know, he had a great tackle for a loss. He was all over the field, um, you know, making tackles. He got burned a few times, but I mean, that, that's, that's going to happen. Nobody's perfect. You know, it's football guys are going to get the best of you and you're going to get the best of the other guy too. Um, I, I will say with Jordan Brooks, like, you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure you saw, you know, my, my back and forth with, uh, uh, Matt on Twitter there. Um, you know, there's a lot of Seahawks Twitter saying like, bring KJ right back, bring KJ right back. We need to sign KJ right. And I'm like, do we mm-hmm. like, we've got Bobby Wagner as our starting middle linebacker. Jordan Brooks is going to be a, one of our starting outside linebackers. No questions. And he absolutely deserves that opportunity. He played so well in his rookie year. He's proving again, this preseason preseason that he deserves to be on the field. And then, like I said, Cody Barton could be the other outside linebacker so um who he's looked really good as well i think uh i don't know how he did last night but i think they were saying in like uh the first preseason game he had like two sacks and nine tackles or something crazy like that so uh cody barton's looked really good this preseason also um the bad yikes there's a lot (laughs) um i mean i don't know if you saw the final score the final score is 30 to 3 um i mean Again, the Broncos were playing their starters. The Seahawks didn't play any. They they played mostly backups. Um, again, on offense, it was all backups. Entire backup uh, offensive line, backup receivers, backup quarterbacks, backup running backs. Um, Alex Magoo looked really bad. He had two interceptions. He had a, a fumble. Uh, he's the quarterback for anybody who's not aware, um, <laughs> he didn't look good. He looked really bad. Um, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be su- overly surprised if he's one of the cuts over the next couple of days. Um, 
uh, what I, I can't think of a guy the guy's name he had two last names wood and dom wood anderson i want to say it was his name uh he was a, a tight end he had a bad game yesterday he had three penalties um i saw today he got cut uh which wasn't surprising i'm, I'm not happy that he got cut i mean i, I don't want to see anybody lose their livelihood or you know miss out on on their dream or opportunity to play in the nfl but um, unfortunately, uh, you know, yesterday was not a good day. Um, so kind of led to that point. Uh, oh man, like where else do I go? Like the, the Broncos first touchdown. Um, I mean, I saw it happening from home. Uh, they, they're lined up. They had Ugo Amadi in the nickel, uh, position. Amadi was covering, um, whatever receiver, I think it was KJ Hamler. And then he dropped down showing that he was going to blitz but nobody picked up the receiver oh. and, Am- and Amadi still blitzed. Oh, so like, and, and that was on like the, the Broncos, I think were on like the one or two yard line and this happened. So it was like KJ Hamler just like ran a little hitch route, stood there and caught the ball uncontested. So it's like, like just those little things that like, you know, lead me to question Ken Norton's defensive coordinator capabilities, which that's been in question for, a couple seasons now. I kind of wonder um, though, like on those plays when it's such a, like when it's like so obviously bad, was it a poor defensive coordinator call or did the guy miss his assignment completely? Like I, you and, just don't know what they're calling on the field. It looks like he's doing what coach tells him to do. Yeah. He could be getting reamed out as soon as he goes back to the, to the sidelines. Right. And with playing a lot of backups, um, you know, it, That's gonna it very more. well, yeah, it very well could have been and, and likely was a missed assignment by, you know, maybe a safety or, or something like that. Now, this, um, is, this is the second preseason game in a row that you've kind of focused a lot on, you know, ugh, I can't really tell you what went well. And, and in fairness... <laughs> You have said they haven't really been playing their starters. Now, obviously, you would say, well, look at what the starters did last year. Um, I have full faith in this team going forward because the starters will be playing. But we all know being such a high contact sport that football is, the injury bug hits teams weird. Now, are you a little concerned with the depth of the team going Absolutely. forward? Should there be injuries? 150%. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this is proving that the Seahawks are a, um, you know, star driven team. Okay. They're, they're, you know, a, a top contract driven team and below those top contracts. Um, there's not a lot of depth. Hmm. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of, um, you know, I think on offense they've got two rookie contracts for their starters in Damian Lewis and D. Eskridge, and I mean Eskridge is even then he's the third receiver. On defense, for rookie contracts, I think it's just Jordan Brooks. I'd have to look into wow. that, but like, so that's the other thing too is like they're not, you know, using a lot of draft capital to get guys in a starting position at not at this point. Anyways, I guess they still have Rashad Penny on offense on his rookie contract, but um, it, it hasn't been a lot of good. 
the last two mm. weeks, Steve. Like, it, like there's no sugarcoating it. it they haven't looked. The, the backups haven't looked good. Um, the the I mean, again, you know, it. Uh, I saw someone saying something about talking to Matt. He's talking about, you know, the Seahawks need to spend more money on the cornerbacks. I'm like, well, like, we haven't seen the starting cornerbacks. We haven't seen DJ Reed all preseason. Yeah. Other people are trashing Akello Witherspoon. I think he's done done okay. And they don't have Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs in the backfield right now, right? Um, and, and and we haven't seen the starting defensive line. We haven't seen Carlos Dunlap. We haven't seen Puna Ford. We haven't seen... I have a feeling Robert Camdiche must be making the team because he hasn't played a single preseason hmm. snap yet, um, which I'm hyped about. I Like I said a couple of weeks ago, like I wanted him when he was coming out of college, so I'm super hyped that he hasn't played a preseason snap because it makes me very hopeful that he's actually going to make the team. <laughs> it's like a little sign. Um, yeah, and it's just, it, it hasn't been good. And then, of course, the Seahawks did get a couple injuries last night as well, which doesn't help. Uh, John or Ursua, um, wide receiver, which, to be fair, he was pretty low on the depth chart and he didn't do himself any favors, at least in the first preseason game. He, he had a couple decent catches yesterday. Um, nothing, you know, overly exciting. So he was maybe on the roster bubble, um, but he unfortunately tore his ACL last mm. night. So he's out for the season. Dang. Uh, ben Burr Curvin, um, he is a linebacker, more of a special team guy. Um, you know, he plays punt team. He plays kick team. Uh, he gets a few snaps in on defense, but he's more of a special teamer. Um, he nothing's been confirmed yet, but Pete Carroll said after the game last night that both him and John Ursua um, suffered severe knee injuries. Dang. So Burke Curvin is probably, um, you know, I would assume out for the season as well. So that's that's uh, you know that's the unfortunate side of of football, not just preseason yeah. football, but football in general. I mean, injuries can happen. It's a, it's a very fast moving game and things happen. Uh, Burke Curvin hurt himself on a kickoff um, on, on the kick return. And Ursua, I think was right after making a catch. He just got tackled and, and, uh, and, you know, something happened. Um, I guess one other uh, to end on a positive DJ Dallas looked really good on kick return. Um, he was, he was really fast. He had, I thought for sure he was going to bring one back. Um, I don't know if he would maybe ran out of gas a little bit cause he let the kicker kind of lead, lead <laughs> him out of bounds. Not maybe ta- not necessarily tackle him out of bounds, but lead him out of bounds. Um, but he, I mean, he, he definitely helped the, you know, if, if he can do what he did, uh, last night in the regular season, um, you know, it, it's going to help the Seahawks offense with good field position to, to start their drives. So. Yeah, that obviously. Oh, the big news. Oh, did we talk about this last week? I don't care. Joel Adams contract extension. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Here you now go. Get du- now get Dwayne Brown done and, uh, and everyone's happy. Right. Yeah. I was, I was a little surprised you didn't start with that, but um, yeah, I mean, you, you hope that maybe these are like, preseason jitters but yeah i i would also agree that if if i were a seahawks fan i wouldn't be worried about the starting team yet because you haven't really seen anything one way or another but when 
your backups, I mean, they were playing the Broncos starters from what I could see from the box scores. Uh, but when you get blown out like that, it's usually not a good sign for your depth. Um, I agree completely. As for the Ravens, uh, they extended that all-elusive streak to 19 consecutive preseason wins dating back to 2015. Uh, You want to know who cares? My daughter, because she has literally never seen the Ravens lose a preseason game. She doesn't care. Isn't that wild? Like, she doesn't obviously, who she cares? Doesn't care. She, she doesn't know the she difference. Um, but that's a wild stat. Like, I, I don't care. Uh, we talked about, like, it is meaningless. I know that. It doesn't matter. You don't get any special thing for preseason. What it does show me is that uh, their backups are coached up, ready to go, which is very exciting for me. Uh, the Ravens have always been a team of depth of their their whole philosophy is next man up when somebody gets injured. So it, it it's kind of good to see them, you know, just playing well. I, I don't think that ever hurts when they're playing well. The streak eh, is what it is. It's just a fun stat. My daughter just turned five uh, on the weekend and she has never seen a Ravens preseason loss. So that's kind of fun. Uh, what wasn't fun was it was announced that linebacker LJ Fort tore his ACL, you know, just like you were talking about with the two guys in the Seahawks. These are the things you hate hearing about in preseason. I don't even care if you're a starter, if you're a backup, if you're a backup backup. I, I just always hate seeing these injuries. Um, you know, someone else had tore their Achilles, I think, this this last week. Um, so hopefully he has a speedy recovery. It didn't sound good. It, it most likely it'll be the entire season, obviously with an ACL this close to the start of the games. Um, one guy that really stood out in uh, full disclosure, I didn't watch the game. Um, I was out fishing yesterday, so I didn't watch the game. Um, but the highlights that running back Tyson Williams showed he was oh so great and of course like they've got a tandem there in J.K. Dobbins Gus Edwards they are locks to be one and two Uh, but there's a void at running back number three and everybody had kind of said that Justice Hill is going to get this job he's pretty good on special teams Um, he's got some explosive plays as an RB3 but Tyson Williams or sorry, Tyson Williams, I keep pronouncing it wrong. Um, He's, it looks like he stole that RB3 spot from Justice Hill. And you love to see those camp battles where, you know, we talked about iron sharpens iron. He's putting the pressure on Justice Hill to show something or he's going to get that spot. Um, He had a 20 yard touchdown yesterday. He had good vision on it. He had some nice cuts. Uh, He had some uh, fighting for extra yards, breaking off of tackles. He gets almost put down to the uh, right at the goal line. He almost goes to the ground, but he showed some really nice balance and body control and awareness and gets in for the touchdown. Uh, So that's good to see a young guy battling hard for a roster spot and whether whether you like Justice Hill or not, you always got to think whoever's showing that they deserve the spot is the best guy to bring forward. So I like seeing stuff like that. Um, 
for talking about something funny that happened. Uh, I talked about last week, uh, their backup kicker, Jake Verity, was making some big kicks. Uh, Ravens Twitter is kind of all over this one, like we talked about, because when Kerry Vedvik uh, was traded for a fifth-round pick, uh, you know, there's lots of things that Eric DaCosta, you know, kind of abused the Vikings a little bit in that trade. So Jake Verity hit another big kick from 44 yards out. It was just beautifully kicked. So I think that's a guy that uh, could get traded. Do I think for a fifth round pick? No, you're probably looking at a sixth or a seventh most likely, but the team they were playing in Carolina, they have, uh, what's that kid's name? Sly? I think. uh, I think think Joey Sly, yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, He's been struggling all preseason. He missed a kick uh, against the Ravens. So, you know, when you're Carolina and you just brought the the Ravens in for practice and you got to see uh, Verity up close, you got to see him in practice all week, you got to see him kick against you, there's an, a landing spot right there for him. So uh, I can, I, I, I can I, only I hope. I saw... Sorry to interrupt. No, I, go ahead. I, I saw um, the Giants apparently have a, a, a kicker in their camp right now as well um, who... I mean, he, he's not going to, I can't think of who the starter is there right now, but this, this kicker in their camp is not going to beat the incumbent starter. And apparently there's been a lot of trade talk and rumors coming out of, out of New York as well that a lot a lot of teams are interested in uh, in this guy. Okay. Um, I, I can't, like I said, I, I, I saw the tweet earlier. I, I didn't write down any names or anything like that, but uh, I, I saw it and I got a little chuckle and I, I thought of you and uh, and the, the <laughs> Vedvik uh, fleecing that yeah. uh, EDC pulled off a couple of years ago. Definitely. And it's one of those things like when the Ravens have arguably the greatest kicker to ever kick, if his career keeps going this way and you bring in a guy who you know is not going to take Justin Tucker's spot, but is also kicking like kick for kick with him. It kind of almost highlights this kicker to this spot where you want to actually trade, knowing full well, knowing full well the Ravens are never going to keep Jake Verity on their roster. But if they want Verity, you know, they have to actually pay some compensation or they fight with the other teams uh, to bring him in. Uh, one more positive thing that I saw the Ravens did play some of their starters, uh, starting safety, Deshaun Elliott looked so good he looks like he is in mid-season form uh this is a huge thing he had a couple really just he diagnosed that this was right on the goal line i want to say like two or three yards back he diagnosed the play he went in full tilt he stuffed it on the goal line twice um and he's a thumper man he comes flying in from that safety position he's so fun to watch uh, he also had a really big sack, uh, showed off some really good speed. It just seems like a lot of these younger guys the Ravens have. Uh, Deshaun Elliott's still on his rookie contract. Um, these young guys look like they are seeing the game faster. Like they, they're they diagnosing the plays, they're trusting their film studies, and they are just going full tilt. Uh, and that's really, I would say, one of the bigger barriers for these young kids coming through, you know, all these kids with talent. But can you get the game to slow down to a spot where 
Um, you can just make plays instinctively. And it was really good to see Deshaun Elliott in full season form. He's kind of like a, he's like a tone setter on the defense too. Like the, the Ravens always want to be a nasty, big, tough, physical, fast in your face team. Uh, he's a tone setter and, uh, yeah, he could be one of those guys that gets a, a lot of the taunting penalties, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, we have given you our recap on our teams. Now it is time for your favorite segment of every single week. It's the third down. What do we have, Chris? The third down. I'm really glad that I have been throwing some of these together just randomly on my phone um, to be a little bit more prepared. Um, because as you know, we were talking earlier today and I had myself a day, um, (laughs) for anybody who's listening, I took my kids to two different birthday parties today. So we were at birthday party number one from about 12 to two and birthday party number, uh, two from about three 30 till I think we got home about seven o'clock. So past my son's birthday, or birthday, past my son's bedtime. Um, so it, it was a long day. It was a busy day. Chris was distracted. I did not have time to throw together a third down. Um, but I had one in the hopper on my phone. I did see something fun on Twitter that I almost considered using. Um, but maybe we'll use that for for another time. Okay. Tonight, I'm going with, um, which is actually kind of funny. We were talking earlier today. We were talking about, uh, uh, you know, last week's third down segment. And <laughs> I, uh, I of course, saw the uh, the, the crush, um, you know, rainbow pack on sale <laughs> at the grocery store today. Um, so, you know, you had the orange, the cream soda, the grape. There was a root beer in there as well to just, I don't know. I don't know where brown fits in the rainbow, but it's delicious. So it fits for me. <laughs> and uh, um, I was like, hi, you know, I'm trying not to drink beer right now. So I really shouldn't replace my beer or lack of beer drinking with sugary pop. It's just more calories that I don't need. So this week. For a third down, I thought I would do the matchup of the fast food burgers because, I mean, oh, hey, okay. why not? If I'm worried about my calories and my cholesterol, let's uh, talk about things that I'm not <laughs> able to eat right now anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it worked out well. So for a little bit of backstory for last week's third down, uh, my daughter's birthday party was on the weekend, like I said, and I'm in the store. And, you know, if you listened last week, I fully admitted that I have not had crush or orange or grape in a decade like it's been so long and uh you know we're getting snacks for for the girls that are coming over for their princess party and uh you know i got some iced teas and some juice boxes and all of a sudden it was like this light was like shining on the cream soda crush and it was like oh and i was like Oh my goodness, I have to buy this now. And I, of course, <laughs> sent you the picture out of my, my mug being like, guess what I bought? And it was, oh, so much sweeter than I remember it being <laughs> when I was a kid. Like, it, it's, it's when you sent me that picture, it actually took me a second to be like, what the hell is he drinking? I'm like, oh God, like cream soda, of, of course. course. Like, right. It, it, it did take me a second and then we went down a, a little rabbit hole. But yeah, um, yeah it was... Uh, I, 
I sent the, the same picture um, that I sent to you to my wife. My my wife had the same reaction that you did. Wow, that's a great price. I'm like, I know, <laughs> and I want to buy it, but I don't need it. <laughs> I can't afford not to. Right? It's just like, I don't need to, like, I'm give give my kids, like, what, one pop, and I'm going to drink 22 other pops? Like, nah, yep. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um. So, anyways, fast food burgers. I'm probably missing your favorite, but I don't care. Don't worry. There's no Arby's on here because I know you don't eat Arby's. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go down the burger joint. Third down. All right. Um, first matchup, we've got the quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's versus uh, Dave's single from Wendy's. Wow, that's a little bit of a mismatch, isn't it? I don't, like, I was trying to, like, I'm not a big Wendy's guy. So I was trying to figure a, out, like, how can I... A single burger versus a quarter include, pounder. I was like, how can I include Wendy's? Like, I don't know. Isn't like, Wendy's the what, Baconator? Isn't that, like, the big burger from there? Yeah, Wendy's has the Baconator. The, okay. I've had a, a, a few Baconators in my time. Um Again, I don't need to eat that stuff, Steve. Okay. Um, I don't know. Call it Dave's double. Like I'm Dave's trying to double. be like, because okay. like the quarter pounder doesn't have bacon on it either, right? So like for putting that up against the baconator, like I think that's probably a bit of a mismatch too. Though um, I don't know, like the Wendy's equivalent to a quarter pounder, I think is maybe the Dave's single. Okay. Um, that that just goes to show how much uh, how much of that stuff I eat. I can honestly yeah, say I have not had Wendy's again since I was probably like in middle school, maybe on like a basketball trip or something like that. Um, I do remember their burgers were tasty. Maybe that's because I was a middle schooler. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to pick the quarter pounder, but only f- a very weird reason. Uh, in my early 20s, me and my friend were at a concert in Vancouver and he had had a couple too many beverages. Like most people do, they end up at McDonald's afterwards for, you know, some food. And I remember being so disgusted, like it is still clear in my mind. He ordered a Big Mac with the like quarter pound patties instead. <laughs> and this thing was like from his chin to like his eyes high and i was like there's no way you're eating that like why are you ordering this he's like it's fine i'll order it and she's like do you want to make it a meal he goes yep uh do you want to supersize your stuff sure why not and i was like oh my goodness dude like you've literally ordered enough food (laughs) to feed yourself for the next week with how much is in there so you know a little shout out to him i'm picking the quarter pounder Is, is this a friend that i know I don't think so. Okay. Well, well we'll talk. Whoever... O- yeah, we'll talk off script because I don't know if I have his his permission to shout him out. Who, whoever that is, um, I I give you my respect. Because <laughs> um, that that sounds like a wonderful evening. And like the Ter- look, the look on that poor worker's face, like she had probably seen everything working oh, like a, a downtown McDonald's in Vancouver. Uh, but the look she gave him when he ordered that, I was 100% sure she had never heard an order quite like that. And I was like, <laughs> neither have I. Can, I. can I get a big Mac? But instead of burger patties, can I get McChicken patties? <laughs> <laughs> Blend it all together. 
Stick it in yeah, the smoothie just, like, machine. Whatever you want to do. Like yeah. I just whatever you serve me, I will eat it at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um the next matchup, uh speaking of the Big Mac, we've got the battle of the I guess signature burgers. Okay. So we've got the big the Big Mac versus the Whopper. Ooh. Now I'm probably going to take, so this is going to be very reminiscent of, uh, our early third downs. I have never had a Big Mac and I have never had a Whopper in my entire life. Holy <laughs> what? So uh, really? I, I've never had, like, oh, never even that drunken night when your buddy ordered a Big Mac with the, the, the QP patties <laughs> instead of the regular patties you weren't like, you know what? I'll just get a regular Big Mac. Nope, I've never done never it. Ha- never wow. had a Big Mac. That's like my claim to fame. 34 years, never had a Big Mac. Um, yeah, I've never had a Whopper. I, I don't know if I've ever been in Burger King, actually. I don't think I've ever been to Burger King. Maybe. Uh, so There's One right by my house. It's not very good. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would have to go with the Big Mac. Like if if the matchup was iconic burgers, I think the Big Mac is probably the most iconic burger in the world. So I'll I'll pick Big Mac. Two I, McDonald's it, wins in a row. Is yeah. It it's um the Whopper's okay, but like it, it's not I don't know. Like even the Big Mac, like the Big Mac is like something that Every once in a while, I'm like, ah, oh, like, I kind of feel like a Big Mac tonight, so I'll get a Big Mac. But like, I would say at this point in in uh, the the universe, that the quarter pounder with cheese is probably more the iconic burger. Really? But like Big Mac. Yeah. Really? I, I, I mean, Big Mac has the song, and like you know, but right. like the quarter pounder with cheese is the better burger. For I sure. think we need to put this on Twitter. Let's let's start a poll. Between the quarter pounder with cheese with Big Mac or just your top four? No, just what what burger's more iconic from McDonald's? Get quarter pounder done. with cheese. I'll I'll do it right now while you're while you're giving me matchup three. <laughs> no, listen to me, Steven. Oh, I'm a multitasker, don't worry. Uh Ish. I'm not. I might ask you to repeat it, but you're okay. Yeah. I'm gonna tell Al- Alyssa that you claim to be a multitasker and she's gonna call you out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, matchup number three. I mean, we got to go back to McDonald's again and <laughs> I can't help myself, but the McChicken. And I mean, like everyone thinks of fast food joints and burgers and like everyone's first thought when it comes to fast food burgers is McDonald's. Yeah. So I'm doing the McChicken versus the only good thing on the Wendy's menu. Again, when I was a teenager, I liked the junior bacon cheeseburger. As an adult, they're trash. But as an adult, I like the spicy chicken from Wendy's. So McChicken oh. versus spicy chicken. Um, I believe I've had a spicy chicken. I can't remember if I've had a McChicken. I love chicken. Like when we the kids love it, right? They we passed McDonald's and they're like, look, McDonald's or uh, Easton likes to call it Space Jam because they have the Space Jam toys there right now. So he's got his sil- the, the burger store. Oh, Sienna, yeah, they, Sienna they, points they, sometimes. They, she's like, look, bugs. And I was like, 
where like thinking like actual like insecty bugs and i was like oh like bugs bunny so you're pointing at mcdonald's okay um i can't give mcdonald's three wins in a row either so I, i'm going spot i i like a i like a chicken burger with a little bit of heat um again i can't remember if i've actually had i'm not a huge burger person um i think i've had a spicy chicken before but i, I like heat with with chicken burgers I, th- I think it's a, a great pairing i know they don't have it there but if you add like a little avocado with it you get that nice like heat and then it reduces the heat it, it's beautiful so i'm going it, that it's way not, it, it's not that spicy it doesn't need the avocado i, I can see where you're going with that um but yeah it, it's uh it wouldn't like i said it, it's probably the only good thing on the wendy's menu it's got the the, the spicy chicken burgers got the lettuce the tomato little bit of mayonnaise i'm not a big mayonnaise guy um the kind of only acceptable time is on a chicken sandwich um yeah olivia's getting old enough now that she'll call like she sees mcdonald's she calls it mcdonald's but like as a kid it was like i want to go to the burger burger store i want to go to the burger store like or the what is she called the the cheeseburger store or something like that like yeah (laughs) Olivia, what do you want for dinner? Cheeseburger store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids so, have the yeah. best names for things. Oh man, like so, I'm sure you notice this as well. Like anytime you go to McDonald's, like there's always those like big black crows, and they're eating out of the dumpster. Oh yeah. So ever since Olivia was little, she's always like, "What are those birds doing?" And we're like, "Eating." Nadine and I have always said they're eating cheeseburgers. <laughs> Always. That's has always been our response. So anytime Nadine or Olivia sees a big black crow, they are cheeseburger birds. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. The things Cheese- the things we inadvertently get our kids to say, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh dad, what's that burger eating? Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger bird. Has been since she was, I don't know, that's I would say at least so two. Funny. Since she could understand, like what I'm saying, like what I like comprehend things and remember things. And yeah, black crows are cheeseburger birds for, uh, I would say ever. I mean, maybe not, but maybe until she's 10. Yeah. But even still at almost seven, they are still cheeseburger birds. That's funny. The last matchup, um, we are getting away from McDonald's. Finally, we have now, I think A and W is in the United States. I'm I'm fairly confident it is. Um, I have the Teen Burger, which for anybody who's unfamiliar, it is. I mean, your classic cheeseburger, um, but add uh, you know bacon, lettuce, tomato. Uh, versus now, I know this isn't in. Uh, I mean, Christ, this isn't anywhere other than BC, let alone the United <laughs> States. Um, the triple O's bacon cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. So again, think the same idea, classic cheeseburger, but add bacon, tomato, lettuce, and the triple O's special sauce, which for right. anybody who's unaware, it is red relish and mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> but when combined, it's delicious. And there's something uh, special about it that you just don't know what it is. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's something like, there's just like, like I could mix together mayonnaise and red relish on my own and it wouldn't taste good, but I right. go to triple O's or, or 
white spot, which is the, I guess, parent company of triple O's. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's amazing. Oh, I mean, when you said triple O's, the first thing I thought of was a milkshake. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, for our U S friends, they've, they've got some pretty killer milkshakes. Um, but to be honest, if I'm going to get a fast food burger, A&W is the place I, they have, in my opinion, these are just my <clears> taste buds, but they have the best tasting. Maybe it's like the seasoning they use. Maybe it's the, actually the quality yeah. of the, the burger or the beef that they're using. Um, that is the place that I will go to uh, to get my burger. I've oddly never had a teen burger, though, but mm. I, I can imagine what it tastes like. I usually just get like you know, like a Papa burger or something like that. Get a, get a couple patties in They're a little thin on the patties. So you got to double those up. Sometimes you want to triple them up. So just for the flavor of their patties, I got to go A and W. It, 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 it's a great choice. It's, um, and like, like you said, A and W, um, the, the seasoning that they put on the patty, like my go-to at A and W has always been the mama with cheese. Yeah. No, no mayonnaise because mayonnaise on cheeseburgers is weird. You just need ketchup. Like I said, yeah, like mayonnaise belongs, like I said, on a chicken burger. I on on at A and W. I'm like, no, no, do not put that mayonnaise on my burger. A and W is also famous for my, uh, I, I I call it my fat kid combo. Um, so I, I go and get the Papa burger, no mayonnaise, no onions. I get onion rings because. I don't want onions on my burger, but I want but could cooked onions. I, could I get a reduced price on it? Because the onions you're saving on my burger will just be like used in the onion rings, please. <laughs> right. I know every time I order it too, and I'm like, these guys probably think I'm <laughs> such an idiot. Like you don't want onions on your burger, but you want onion rings. I'm like, yes, right, deep it's... fried onions are delicious. Raw onions on my burger. No bueno. Yeah. It's, it's like the person um, that goes to McDonald's and gets a quarter pounder or a Big Mac with quarter pounder patties, but orders a diet Coke or something like that, <laughs> right? right? Like, yeah, oh, exactly. okay, you're really saving guy. your calories. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> um, and, and of course, uh, a root beer to drink. But did you like talking about triple O's and how it's only in BC? Like, I never realized that until um, I think it was a couple of years ago. Uh, Nadine has a brother that lives out in Ontario. And they came out to visit us a couple years ago and they're like, like, oh, like, what do you like? Where do you guys want to go for dinner? Like, what do you want to do? And sort of thing. And we're like, let's go to White Spot. And they're like, what the hell is White Spot? <laughs> we've, we've never even heard of White Spot. What That's is this place? We're like, oh, yeah, like White Spot is like exclusive to BC. So we're like, yeah, we're going to White Spot and you guys need to order burgers. Yeah, like, it's one of those like, things it, that until you've been to other places and you're like, man, I could really go for like a triple O's milkshake and you're say like in Alberta or somewhere else. And you're like, do you guys not have triple O's here? What's triple O's? Oh, right? okay. yeah. Fair enough. I, I guess we went through it kind of last week with, uh, with Marquise and his mailbag question, right? Like right. Chipotle, Kudobo or, and, uh, Moe's or whatever. And we're yeah. like, I've heard of Chipotle. We don't have it here, <laughs> but like, what are the other, right? Like, so it's yeah. just like, there are those, I guess, territorial things, but like in my mind, like White Spot is right or should be right there with um, Red Robin. Yeah. And of course, Red Robin is 
in Canada and the United States. Um, quick recap. You have the Quarter Pounder with cheese, the Big Mac that you've never had, which, Steve, let's go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac, bud. Nope. Just, I'm, let's I'm, do it. I'm like, I'm, it's like one of those claims to fame, like, Let's take our friends uh, Ted and Ryan Hank for for a second. They're they're watching Breaking Bad for the first time. Like for right. so long, they were like, "No, I haven't seen uh, Breaking Bad. I still haven't." What was that Tiger show that was going on in? Uh, uh, oh I, man, I can't think the of the name. Joe... But like I, I know Joe Exotic. Yeah, Flex. Yeah. So like when everybody was watching it and they're like, you just got to watch it. I'm like, no, I can be one of those people that said, I've never watched that. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I have no craving, no inclination to go to McDonald's to order. Like, I'm always getting chicken nuggets. Always. Is it? Is it the Thousand Island dressing? Is that it? Or sorry, the special sauce? The special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the song, Chris. It's special sauce. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I'm what it sorry, is. The, it just doesn't seem appealing to me. It, uh, the sesame like, seed like bun a, is probably like one of the worst types of buns you can get. A, it, it is a pretty messy thing. Like it, it all falls apart. It slides out of the bun, which is frustrating. Yeah. But, so you're you're a chicken nugget guy, eh? Oh yeah. What's your dip? None. What? Plain chicken nuggets. Really? Yeah. Why do you need dip? Dip changes the flavor of what you're actually eating. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm actually more <laughs> blown away by that than I am the fact that you haven't had a Big Mac. Maybe if like, there's like ketchup, like you know, a lot ketchup? of the time. What? Yeah, sure. You dip it in a little ketchup. Maybe that's about it. Wow. Yeah. Like even like as a kid, like did you ever dip it in honey as a kid? Do you remember that? Honey. Honey. Or honey mustard. No, no. McDonald's no. chicken nuggets in honey. Okay, that's weird. It's that, not no, not at all. Weird. No way. No yes. way. Yes. No, it's totally like I am not. The, I mean, I know I'm not the only kid because I know my brothers did, did it as well. <laughs> so your your weird <laughs> family did it. But like... us, at least three of us that dipped our our chicken nuggets in in honey. But like maybe that should have been the poll question. <laughs> 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 oh. All right, changing the poll. Did you dip chicken nuggets in honey? In honey? Yes. And I'm it's the not that weird. It's a totally yes, a hundred percent. It's normal. All right. Poll question number two. Uh, keep keep doing the recap. Um, where were? <laughs> you just gave me uh, Big Mac. Big McChicken. Oh no, sorry, spicy chicken. Spicy chicken. Quarter pound yeah. cheese, Big Mac, spicy chicken. Uh, teen burger. I'm I'm sure I can guess your MVP just based on how uh, glowingly you talked about A and W, even though you've never had a teen burger. But I will leave it to you. Yeah, it's got to be A and W. Um, mainly because I I either can't remember or I have never had the other <laughs> champions that I picked. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just again, there's just something about the seasoning on those burgers. Uh usually you know this about me i'm a hunter and i like to uh, make my own burgers usually they're moose or they're deer burgers and um, 
I do like mayonnaise on my burger if I'm doing a deer burger, uh, mayonnaise and mustard. And I'll have like some tomato, some lettuce, some avocado, um, do it on like a nice brioche bun that's toasted. Uh, obviously some cheese on there. You can't go wrong with cheese on it. Uh, so yeah, that, that is my champion for this week. I can't believe, I still cannot believe that not only do you not dip your chicken nuggets in like, like barbecue sauce, like McDonald's barbecue sauce, McDonald's sweet and sour sauce, which is amazing, which I don't know, maybe that takes me back to my stoner high school (laughs) years, but like it was good. But like honey as a child all the time, honey on my chicken nuggets. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still blown away. Um, I guess really quick before we, we move on, when you go to A&W, do you get the fries or do you get the onion rings? Uh, I don't like onion rings at all. I think they're really? very, yeah, they're, they're very weird to me. Um, their fries, I, I will say this, their fries have gotten way worse over the years. Like they, I don't know when they switched them. But not only do you get this tiny little thing of fries, like I, I like my French fries. I'm a potato person. Um, they, they've switched it to like Did this you different. Hear that, Ted? He's a t- potato person. That's right, Ted. <laughs> potato is the superior starch, whether you want to believe it or not. Mashed potatoes are fantastic, Ted. Oh, right. And we've talked about that with him before. My wife's yeah. mashed potatoes are I want, I, I, the I, greatest I need to try thing. your wife's mashed potatoes and that sounds really really inappropriate but it's not it is not inappropriate they are so delightful uh yeah i I think i could change ted ted's mind with with her they're they're definitely calorie excessive but that's what makes them so unbelievably good that's what mashed potatoes are but sorry finish your thought on uh a&w fries here yeah they're just they're not good anymore um do you do you ever get them seasoned no. If you ask them to season them, they'll they'll put seasoning salt on your fries. Oh. Hmm. I kind of yeah. I don't know. I. Uh... But yeah, I, I've never been. I mean, I, 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 again, as funny as it is, I hate onions. But onion rings, like <laughs> anywhere that I can go and get onion rings, it's like A and W. Yeah, give me those onion rings. Do you want onions on your burger? No, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Dairy Queen. On your burger? No, please. Thank you. But give me them deep fried on- <laughs> battered onion rings every time. Um, the only place I don't get the onion rings because they actually aren't that good is uh, Triple O's. Triple O's, oh, okay. uh, my go-to is the uh, yam fries. Oh, yeah. Yam-, yam fries are vastly underrated. And, you know, you get some like nice sea salt with them. And oh, yam fries are yam fries are where it's at. I think Triple O's put some sort of like it's not seasoning salt, it's some sort of like like special know, salt, like sp- spicy <laughs> something or other. Like and then you dip it in the chipotle mayo and yeah, th- those are oh yeah, yeah, top- fries uh, with chipotle mayo. That's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. But I, God, I'm I'm like we need to go to McDonald's and like I don't know, like live stream our our McDonald's eating of like. Big Macs and chicken nuggets with some dip, maybe, maybe some honey, maybe I'm some not sweet and sour. A Big Mac. 
I'll, I'll try What's I'll try honey in my chicken nuggets. Not, as you weird won't as do the Big Mac, I won't like, try no matter Mac. what. No. No, zero appeal to me. Really? I, I'm a foodie. Like, I will I will try almost anything once if it has any sort of appeal to it. A Big Mac has, like, negative appeal to me. There's just nothing, if, nothing good about it. What if I do the Big Mac with the uh, Quarter Pounder <laughs> patties for you? <laughs> to see how fast I can throw up. <laughs> uh but, okay can we at least agree mcdonald's which i think it's still in the united states for our canadian friends mcdonald's needs to bring back the two cheeseburger meal yes that's what i used yes. to order as a kid that's Me what too. I, that was my go-to as a kid was the the two cheeseburgers it was the best meal on the entire menu yeah if you if you're listening ronald bring it back that's right listen yeah. to the ball hawks uh, okay, we have we have a little short mailbag here, but we're getting close to the hour and a half marker here. So our first question comes from Mr. Ryan Hank at always ninety four on Twitter. Uh, this is this is a good one. Your uncle's gonna love this. Hey, uh, will the Cowboys be a threat this season, or will they succumb to their yearly fate? What do you think? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, think, I think I'm, we know what the answer is. I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm biased and I hate the Cowboys. So I'm always going to say they're going to succumb to their yearly fate. Um, now, as a realist, um, yeah, I mean, they have a opportunity or possibility to be contenders. But a lot of that, of course, stems on Dak Prescott and his health and availability which um i've I've seen some reports uh recently questioning whether or not dak prescott is actually even going to play this year Hmm. um so that is a big giant question mark right now um they have great wide receivers in amari cd lamb and michael gallup um zeke is zeke um and of course he's lost a bunch of weight so he looks good their defense still sucks. Um, can I? Uh, I won't say it because you're just going <laughs> to censor censor me anyways. Um, their defense sucks. I'll just leave it at that. Um, still, I mean, Micah Parsons is going to be good, but beyond that, they still have a lot of question marks on defense. Um, so, I I'm going to say succumb to their normal outcome. Yeah, I think that's. It's probably the right answer. However, I think in a division that's wide open, anything can happen. Like when when your yeah. division winner is winning on a losing season, uh, you can definitely make the playoffs. And like you said, that offense is loaded. Uh, they actually have a bunch of their offensive line. You know, that juggernaut mm-hmm. offensive line. They have guys coming back there. Uh, so even if it's not, obviously that team, you know, lives and dies with Dak, but even though they're getting that offensive line back, I think that gives them enough of a chance with how many weapons they have to win the NFC East. Um, question number two, this one came in super late. This is a, Chris doesn't even know about this question, but I I love (laughs) this question comes from our friend Liam at Liam.Haggerty. He's actually getting married this Saturday. Uh, on my birthday on your birthday he is i know tying the knot 
What a guy. I asked him where my invite was. Oh. So. I better not tell you that I was invited then. Dad, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I, I knew you would have been. I, uh, when he told me, I was like, so like, did my invite get lost in the mail? He's like, dude, at this point with the amount of people that have canceled, if you want to come, I'd be more than happy to have That's so you. funny. I told yeah. him, obviously, like with COVID happening uh, and, you know, being newly, I would say, married of two, just over two years now, I remember the wedding struggles, the wedding stresses. And I was like, especially with COVID, if you are having any hesitations, you do not have to feel bad to say, I can't have you there. And we yeah. are still cool, but I am showing up to your wedding and I will bar- be partying in the parking lot. So you're going to at least come out there. And yeah, so it, it'll be a good time. Uh, his question is, where would you put an expansion NFL team if you could? Hmm. Maybe I'll tackle this one first since I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why the NFL has never made it into Canada. I would, for just maybe selfish reasons, kind of like, you know, the NBA has the Raptors, MLB has the Blue Jays. Obviously, there's tons of hockey teams. I would love to see a Canadian NFL team. That, like, I don't, we've talked about this before. I don't like the CFL. I don't like the game. I don't follow it. I don't watch it. Um, I don't even watch the Grey. I used to watch like the Grey Cup every year just because it was something to watch. I don't even do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I would love to see a team maybe in Toronto. I would love to see a team in Vancouver. Selfishly, yeah. I would love to have a team close by that I could... I, I wouldn't become a Vancouver fan. Um, I would follow the team because of proximity, maybe, and just to go to games and 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 know what kind of where that franchise is going. Uh, but I would love to see a Canadian team um, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know the NFL did the... Um, I mean, we, we see them go to London, what three games a year yep. now. Um, they, they tried the Canada thing a, a couple of years ago. I, I know the Seahawks, I think it was in Russell Wilson's rookie year. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so that would have been 2012. Um, they played the Buffalo Bills in Toronto. Um, okay, yeah. kicked, their, kicked their ass, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hear that, Mafia? Um, yeah, but I, I just, I don't think it was as... as successful as the NFL would have liked it to have been. Um, and I, I think there is still a lot of pushback and um, from, I don't know if it's maybe from necessarily from the CFL as a league, but a lot of those diehard CFL fans for <laughs> whatever reason, um, push back against the far superior league of the nfl um i i do think um an nfl team with i mean again i i don't live in ontario so i I don't know for certain but um living in bc and seeing how fanatical um people are in bc about the nfl i do think an, an nfl team would do really well in vancouver um but I guess to not piggyback off of you and off of your answer, um, uh, can I say Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> A real franchise. <laughs> um, I, 
I know the league has talked about, you know, trying to expand and, and get into, you know, overseas waters and possibly putting a, a team in London, which I hate that idea. Um, so I'm going to say Hawaii. Oh, cool. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah, I just like uh, I, I think of, you know, like the the major states in the United in in the U.S. and most of them are you know, nobody stands out of like, oh, like this state's not represented or that state's not represented and they should be. Whereas like, I think, you know, Hawaii is, is a, you know, fairly large state and, um, you know, Las Vegas, if the Raiders hadn't moved there would have been the obvious answer. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go with. Man, imagine if you're an NFL player and you get the chance to go to Hawaii, like you live in Hawaii playing football. That's a great answer. As soon as you said that, my mind went the exact opposite way. And I was like, I would love to see a team in Alaska. Imagine like the the toughness you have to, I guess, endure in those late season games in Foxborough, you know, in the frozen tundra in Green Bay, in Buffalo and upstate New York. <clears throat> Imagine in Alaska in like December, it would be. Oh my goodness! Like you would find out who the real ball players are there. Like they might get frostbite. I I, I think realistically, because of that, Alaska is probably not an option. Oh, I and know it's have, not. I just think it would think be funny. Of it. Oh, absolutely. And and that that th- thought crossed my mind too. I'm like, I'm gonna go Hawaii, but like, ooh, maybe, like what about Alaska? <laughs> but like, I just also like, how are you gonna draw free agents to Alaska? Right. It, it would never happen. I would just thought it would be funny. Like, oh, you know how they're like shoveling the lines in Green Bay because there's like four inches of snow. Well, there's four feet of snow up here in Alaska. Like <laughs> our roof just <laughs> caved in because all, all of the snow. But oh, you'd have to be here. a completely open dome. Just yeah. Get get all the feels. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, light mailbag this week. Uh, thanks to you two for sending in your questions. Those are good questions. Uh, another fun episode, obviously food being another huge success on third down once again. Um, I, as always will leave the final words to you, Mr. Phillips. Yeah, I, I guess, I don't know what's a bigger miss or bigger success food or movies i'm not, I'm not quite <laughs> sure yet uh, <laughs> never had a big mac never had a whopper which i i will say whoppers aren't that good so skip the whopper try a big mac steve just do it once uh <laughs> um i guess uh you know quickly before we go one positive steve's got a new best friend in Lacey DaCosta. uh yeah. he's going over for dinner uh there next time he's in maryland which I hope I get the, uh, you know, the, the plus one on that invite. Go have some chicken parm with uh, EDC and Lacey. Um, thank you guys for listening. Please, like I said, at, at the top of the show, um, you know, wherever you're listening to the podcast, uh, subscribe. Uh, leave us a re- uh, rating, a review. Um, leave us some feedback guys. Like we, we love to hear it. That's how we get better. Um, that's how we don't, uh, continuously get worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> give us, a, give us a follow over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. Uh, join our, uh, fantasy football league. Um, I finally, uh, you know, put it out there. Um, it took a bit of a, uh, 
you know, backseat life just got really busy with work and kids and everything else uh, that the summer brings you. Um, so it is out there. I have put it out there that if you guys want in, shoot us a DM. I'll send you, send you the invite. It's a free league, guys. No money involved right now. Thought for this year, the inaugural season, we do a free league. See how it goes next year. Um, you know, maybe do something for charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, guys, like I said, at ballhawks underscore pod. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, leave us a rating uh, on wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, guys, go Hawks. Peace. Come on, let's go to the blue hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.